0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk
1: Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 28th in the year of our Lord 2020. This is hour one of two, and our goal always... To protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution, we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Had a couple of days off because of Christmas, but on Thursday, Christmas Eve day, we were live. Richard Mack was with me, cspoa.org, and we talked about fantastic news. Praise God, President Trump pardoned Steve Stockman. Turns out that he didn't pardon him. Got an update from Steve and Patty and uh, it turns out that President Trump just, uh, you know, gave him time, sir, but he's still under probation. They're fearful that he could get thrown back in prison. Our prayers are with the Steve Stockman family and President Trump get the pardon complete, sir. Praying you could do something right before you leave office, buddy. The Cactus Cuties sing Amazing Grace, stories of love, favorite memories, traditions. And forgiveness all prompt the gratitude that we should feel this blessed season called Christmas. We talked a lot about that. Brigham Young University study, kindness to neighbors helps fight loneliness. They say uh, researchers found that people who do more than six neighbors have a whole lot less stress in their lives. Lower levels of anxiety. Lower levels of um, Depression. And uh, a whole lot more comfortable uh, people, they also have less financial stress, they say. Very interesting. Indeed. Utah, by the way, ranked most charitable state in the union, new study finds. We also talked about that Utah appears to be the fastest growing state over the past decade. That was our one Liberty Roundtable Live Christmas Eve day, if you will. Our two, we had a second interesting guest on by the name of Eddie Miller. And um, Eddie Miller is uh, an interesting guy. He was born and raised very um, poor in Tennessee, white, in black neighborhoods. Had to go home from school every day taking a different route so he wouldn't get beat up every day. Anyway, Eddie becomes a Christian, tells of past Christmases and the difference and how he became a Christian. He's been married to his wife for like 60 years, uh, 50 years, something like that, 50, 53 years, whatever. Anyway, significant. Uh, anyway, very interesting story, to say the least. Um, we also talked about I was a gang member, quote, hear my story. Shootings, violence, revenge. Ex-gang member Jesse Holgan. and uh, Jesse has highlighted PragerU.com. Very, very interesting video about he was saved by the Lord and became a Christian as well. Stressed out, ladies and gentlemen, they say, here's 10 ways that you can help your mental well-being. And they go through all these 10 things and nothing had to do with God or prayer at all. What a sad tale to tell for Christmas, huh? Chuck Baldwin says the birth of Christ and the birth of America are linked. Amen to that. He's right as rain on that one. That's for sure. We also played the Glenn Rawson story, Does God Care About Human Freedom? Very, very, in my opinion, good uh, story there. So, the Glenn Rawson story is a fascinating story about George Washington, about crossing the Delaware, uh, and about how, you know what, George Washington was a singularly great person. He's certainly not anybody we would worship because he's just a man, but boy, was he a good man, a hardworking man, a man who got on his knees and got, got received a direction and counsel from God, and then uh, got up, or stood up, I should say, and got to work, that's for sure. Anyway, there you have that. Merry Christmas to all of you from us, the Liberty Roundtable Live team. Without further ado, news that I reviews to you starts now. Scott Bradley with me, the good doctors in the house to preserve the nation, his goal, and collegiate series com is website welcome back sir and merry christmas to you and your family
2: well thank you very much and uh, you know we we ought to spend a lot more time focused on the savior year round i mean this this idea that you know people can drop in for a, a few minutes if you will around christmas time and then forget about god i think that's kind of a a backward approach to things but uh, you know, hopefully the, the focus will kind of linger longer, if you will, as we go forward, and America can kind of refocus itself. I I, I must admit that the uh, news uh, lead up to, to this segment uh, was on as as you kind of plugged me into the system. And it was the first time in probably a week or so I'd heard any kind of uh, blather from talking heads that do the news and it was rather disheartening, uh, to me. I mean it was kind of a a shocking thing that the, uh, the the same old drivel, the you gotta be scared we're we're in dire deep trouble kind of stuff that was being promoted and, and uh, you know, all of the panic demic stuff and everything, it started it was like, holy cow, I I've kinda put it on ice during the past week, you know, doing this focus on, on the the savior's birth and everything. And and it really was kind of a, a shocking... You know how the buzzer goes off when you're alarmed? You know, that was kind of what it was like.
1: <laughs> yeah, and sadly, that's some of the most conservative news, most Christian news we can find in the country as well.
2: Holy cow. Well, I'll tell you that a lot of these prima donnas that are, you know, that read the news, that read the script that are given to them, and they think for some reason they've got a, a gift for... Um, Greater not light and knowledge than all the rest of us. The, this elitist perspective. Americans, that get fed this constantly, and I, I have to think of my father. He's in his nineties, well into his nineties, and, and the only thing he gets, the only thing he gets, is the network news in terms of uh, the perspective, and and he's he's living in fear. I mean, the the COVID cowards are are being built constantly by our media, and, oh, we must fear, we must doubt, we must have hopelessness, and there must be despair, and oh my goodness, oh, ain't it awful, you know? And, and we, um, you know, we really have built a terrorized people, and, and we're isolating people. I mean, that's what they do in prison. They put you in solitary confinement to punish them, and, and I truly know people that their parents isolate them if they think they've somehow been exposed to something at school, and they keep, keep them in their bedroom and drop their food off in front of the door and knock and walk away and let them pick their food up. It's, it's like living in a prison. Uh, and, and we've done this to ourselves. It's just astonishing to me how America has changed in the last 10 months. And, and by the way, that two weeks to flatten the curve is something like 39 weeks now, and we keep getting like that more. It's, and Biden said the other day, yeah, don't get me started. Biden said the other day, oh, no, our darkest days are ahead of us in regards yeah, to
1: and Yeah, and then Bill Gates doubled down and said the things won't get better until 2022. And now Fauci's saying, hey, you probably won't even get the vaccines until summer. And we probably won't be able to be, even be back to normal till fall. And we'll only be back to normal to some degree in fall as long as you wear a mask and and as long as you social distance. And and that will only happen if everybody complies and takes the <clears throat> untested uh, vaccination in the first place. And, I mean, you know, that's where Fauci and Bill Gates are going. Those are the people surrounding uh, whichever president comes to power, right?
2: Well, here's the deal, Sam. Just, I mean, I wished and I, your listeners are probably much more aware of this than the average bear is, but uh, but think about this. When was the last time your government or officials in, in preeminence and power did not lie to you? Did not lie to you? Now, now, I could give you probably a hundred examples of things that were promoted as the gospel truth, and, and in essence what has happened is that, that it, you know, there's an old saying, and I'll paraphrase it, lies, lies, and more darned lies, okay? And, um, and I just, I mean, we could, we could go, I mean, if I wanted, I'd start at the Civil War and I'd roll forward. Almost every official stance that has been taken that has been a precipitous departure from the most principled position that the American founding fathers put together and stood for and promoted and and not only endorsed but they ratified has been a lie. I mean, we uh, in in recent years, you know, the weapons of mass destruction. Oh yeah, we go to war over that. We're still there. Holy cow! The idea we got to blast the. Uh, Obama or no, excuse me, Osama bin Laden out of Tora Bora. I mean, a, a team of uh, a dozen uh, special operators uh, 300 yards could have taken him out. I mean, it's if the things that we have done have been truth, they could have been solved a lot more different uh, in a lot different situation. The, the trade towers, you know, the 9/11 2001. I mean, the 600-pound gorilla in the room is is the 47-story Building 7 that fell down because it had an office fire.
3: Well,
1: the problem is lies, 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 and more lies, and every lie seems to steal more of our liberty uh, under the idea that we're going to be safe, secure, we're going to be taken care of from womb to tomb, that it's all going to be all right as long as you jettison the principles that made men free. And that's the biggest lie we've got to jettison and take on i got all ready for a radio broadcast to praise the president last night woke up had to scrap it details coming up
4: hi i'm patty wife of former congressman steve stockman in Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused Border Agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text, to 444-999, text FIGHT to 444 999, text F I G H T to 444 999, or go to defendapatriot.com. Defendapatriot.com.
5: Isn't this great? Just the two of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone, no TV. Finally, we have a chance to just talk. I mean, how long has it been? Well, first of all, we should talk about your schedule. There are a few things that could use some adjusting, but overall I think it's going all right. Basically, I think we're doing a pretty good job of communicating, which is good. You're doing a really good job of letting me know how you feel about things. I just... I want to keep the lines open, if you know what I mean. Jerry?
6: It's
4: 4 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing?
5: Oh, I was... (laughs) I was just giving Emily a bottle.
7: Who are you talking to? Emily. She's only three weeks old. And she's asleep.
0: I know. I was just practicing. Family. Isn't it about time? Isn't this great? Just the three of us.
5: No work, no interruptions, no phone.
0: From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
1: All right, I mentioned I prepared for a show and had to scrap it. President Donald Trump was about to get praise for rejecting the massive spending bill. He was right. When he said there's way too much pork in that thing. And I can't, I can't sign it. Go back. Now, he did say, hey, we're going to have to. Uh, what's the words I'm looking for? We're going to have to reduce all the pork in it, first of all. And then secondly, more money for the American people. Now, not exactly for more money for the American people, but it's very hard when government literally shuts down. Uh, your ability to make a living and then, um, you know, somehow expects you to survive. Uh, So, you know, there's a big question mark there. But nevertheless, turns out that President Trump now signed the massive funding bill, they say, averts shutdown. Of course, Democrats are promising more aids to come once Joe Biden takes office. But the Republicans, they say, have kind of a wait and see attitude on this thing. Now, The bill was 5,000-plus pages. All right, 5,593 is what we're told. 5,593 pages. Now, the Congress, that's the House and Senate, literally only got a few hours from when the bill came out to when they had to vote. President Trump got, what, several days? But I submit to you, even in the several days President Trump got, You could not have read that many pages. It's the equivalent of reading a 600-plus page book uh, every single day. That's if he got 10 days. He didn't get 10 days. At best, he got, you know, five or six over Christmas. Whether he read on Christmas Day, whether he read on the Sabbath, I don't know. But I submit to you, not a single person has read this bill who has signed it, including the President of the United States. And you know what? I'm rarely, rarely... Um, well, let's say this. I'm never a shock jock, but I am rarely, uh, the extreme in calling people out. Okay. I'm very careful with my words. And the reason that I am is because it's easy to say things that, oh, you don't really mean you regret the kind of build a bridge too far. If you're not very, very cognizant all the time, it's easy to kind of go off and say things that you regret or say things that just become salacious by nature. However, I mean my words these times, or this time. I submit to you that everyone that signed this bill, including the President of the United States, is a flat-out criminal. And they have no business, they have no authority signing a bill into law that they have not read. Now, I know they do that all the time, I get it. But this is a national security crisis. We run around and talk about interference by China in elections, or the military, or espionage, or spies, or this or that. Why do you need a spy? When you can simply write something into legislation that no one will read, but they will sign off on. This is a national security crisis. These are criminals who signed this. I know they mean well. I know they want to avert a shutdown. But they always bring it to the brink at Christmas to where you have no choice. They do it every time. Okay, and these people are criminals. Whoever signed this is a criminal and should be arrested immediately. Now, you can say that's way too harsh language, Sam. And I would say to you, how do you know? Uh, that we don't have spies or criminals uh, or Chinese or Russians or foreign interference or who? How do we know we don't have that? If we have that in votes, how do we know uh, uh, on the Internet and everywhere else? How do we know that's not in our writing of bills? Okay. We know that this Swalwell guy just got, uh, what, punked by a Chinese female or whatever else. Okay. I don't know. All I'm telling you is to me, to sign something like this on my behalf, after we've elected you and you've sworn an oath to the supreme law of the land, and then you sign a bill and you have no idea whether it squares with the supreme law or not, I submit to you as criminal. Dr. Bradley, have I spoken out too boldly this time?
2: Well, I don't know. I think you've softened it pretty easily, and I mean, quite a bit. I mean, honestly and truthfully, that president takes a specific oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, and then uh, if you read, you know, Article 2 of the Constitution, it says specifically that he shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Well, the supreme law of the land that trumps all— Trump, that's maybe a bad term, but that's, let's just use it how people normally do in cards. The supreme law of the land trumps all other legislative inaction. I mean, it's it's uh, superior to. It's preeminent. And, and here we have a signing. People say, oh, it's the law of the land now. Well, now, when this bill first came out, President Trump made a masterful, very brief review of what was in the bill. He had he knew enough of what was in there to say, "Holy cow, this is bad! I'm not going to sign it. I'm, that we're not going to we're not going to do this thing." And and here he uh, up and signs it. Now now the problem is that they sneak it through, as you point out, this Christmas time kind of thing. You know, Merry Christmas, ho ho ho! That's how we got the Federal Reserve stuff gets run through its cyclonic force. I mean, there's a, think of a, a cyclone or a tornado or whatever, you know, it drives, you know, two through, you know, concrete buildings, stuff like that. But this, this, the wind force of this thing has just, it's blowing down America. And, and we, we are, it, it is criminal. It is impeachable in my opinion. Now, of course, every single individual that voted for this should be removed from office. But we we have, we have had only a handful that voted against it. And as I've gone through and tried to find some of the things that were in it, um, in re- since he signed it again, they've been completely overlooked by the lame brain media. They're completely off. There's nobody that's even mentioned it. All of the, the strange foreign payments that are going out, that are, I mean, American taxpayer dollars. We're already we've spent something like three and a half trillion dollars to four trillion. I don't know the number exactly. I will to look it up and check it out. But we're three or four trillion dollars over budget this year. This year, and and it's like right. So they spent over
1: forty million dollars for the John F. Kennedy senator. For the recording arts or performing arts, I guess it is. They call it the Washington Cultural Jewel. All right, many of whose trustees are appointed by the president. Okay. The money includes $26 million for operations and maintenance and security plus fourteen more million dollars for quote improvements. All right.
2: Well, see, O and M on existing buildings is a far different thing. You know, operations and maintenance on existing buildings is a far different thing than the pork that is thrown in here for unbelievable purposes that don't come anywhere close to making constitutional muster. Yeah, so listen mustard. to this
8: one:
1: the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum, sixty-one point four million dollars. The National Endowment for the Arts. $167.5 million. Between all this, we're at $200 million already. Now, people are say, oh, it's got a billion.
2: Yeah, well, let's see a billions only one thousandth of a trillion. What are you worried about, man?
1: Well, I, mean, I look see, at this people... and I say this. At some point, we'll have such a debt crisis that that alone will be a national security issue that will take this country down one day.
2: Well, part, part of the problem is that look who owns our national debt. I mean, yeah, there's a, its a pretty broad-based thing, but it's a lot of it is foreign-owned, and and I go into communities now. Well, not just not just U.S. communities, but I, I hear about them around the country from people that travel internationally. I know people that are international a lot in different situations. China basically owns the world, and and what they—I mean, you know—you say, well, well, wait, wait a minute. What does it matter if they own, you know, Africa? Well, they got all the strategic minerals there. But if they own West Yellowstone, Montana, that's another issue. I mean, the the Chinese have uh, we have poured bazillions of dollars—the technical term—into that country, and now they're buying it out from underneath us, and and with huge debts like this. And if they buy our debt, suddenly they have some kind of leverage on us. It's just a strange kind of thing that we're we're allowing to devour our nation, and. And debt. I, I wish there were time. I mean, uh, most of your listeners probably know that I, I have a little book out, a little five hundred twenty-six page pamphlet, and in it we talk about debt. And the fact of the matter is that, um, if if you, well, the founding fathers spoke so eloquently and powerfully. Uh, you said it's a it's a uh, national security issue. It absolutely was and has been, in the American founding fathers' view, right from the very beginning. Debt will destroy a nation, and uh, and we don't even seem to even think about it anymore. Listen to you know, this, our-
1: billions of dollars in tax breaks for alcohol.
2: Well, I guess that's probably an important thing, isn't it? <laughs> what, what the heck? What are we thinking about, you know? Uh, we we really we really have lost—the the wheels have fallen off.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm submitting to you that everybody who voted for this bill, including the president, should be arrested. And you can say, well, Sam, that's way too harsh. And my response is, how do you know what you've agreed to by law? I know it's the color of law because the supreme law of the land is more important or, um, you know, supersedes it. But you know what? What have they done? Nobody even knows your daily
0: liberty newswire you're listening to liberty news radio USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
9: Nashville, Tennessee authorities said Sunday they believe Anthony Warner was responsible for the Christmas Day explosion that rocked downtown Nashville and that the 63-year-old died in the blast. The VIN number of the RV was traced to Warner. Governor Bill Lee said at least 41 buildings were damaged. President Trump Sunday night signed the COVID relief government spending plan that averts a government shutdown Monday night. The president's signature means the government is now funded through September 30th, 2021. The stimulus checks are still set at $600 for most Americans, but the House is working on a bill to provide for $2,000 payment checks. The bill will be on the Senate floor late Monday. The suspected Russian hackers behind the worst U.S. cyber attack in years leveraged reseller access to Microsoft's 365 cloud services to penetrate their targets in the federal government. Many Microsoft software licenses are sold through third parties, and those companies can have complete access to client systems. USA Radio News.
7: Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
4: I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature. I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me, that's something, because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but... I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this.
7: Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code. USA.
10: Let's get a stimulus update. With the president signing the COVID relief bill on Sunday night, focus in Congress now turns to his request for another $1,400 in stimulus payments to Americans. The House is set to vote Monday on a bill to provide the additional payments, but Congressman Tom Reed says getting the necessary votes in the Senate will be difficult. The New York Republican tells CNN that it will take a lot of work to convince enough senators to support the bill.
8: And it's going to be difficult, to be perfectly honest with you, Uh, to get that increased $1,400. We're talking... You know, that's approximately, if I did the math back uh, correct, that's about another 350 to $400 billion of additional money uh, that needs to be found somewhere that's going to have to be uh, accounted for. And so I'm glad that this bill got signed. Uh, I'll do my part, as I indicated to the president, that I would support uh, his request for $1,400 additional stimulus. Uh, and as Josh said, he and I both agree on that additional relief. Uh, but, you know, getting 218 and 60 uh, takes a lot of uh, work. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki.
9: USA Radio News.
10: All right, even
1: Duck Dynasty's Phil Robertson slams. The $600 stimulus checks, writes Marie Finn. So this is serious, and I say that this is a—one thing is spending. And eventually, you know what, if your debt continues to go up, you will eventually— uh, destroy the very country that we love. But in addition to the spending, though, this idea that we're going to give everybody money. Okay, I get at some degree if government shuts everything down. You know, Dr. Bradley, it reminds me of a given state. If the federal government wants land within a state, the federal government needs to look at the list and reasons why they can have land in the first place. And if there's a justifiable reason, then the federal government can go to the state and they can negotiate which land and with the permission and authority of the state they can purchase land at fair value and so there's there's equity for equity if you will uh and when the government shuts everybody down by force to some degree it's hard for me to say they don't they shouldn't be required to give equity at the same time what we've done is turned ourselves into a socialist nation uh we've already been giving handouts big time but this take this this puts it on steroids which i'm afraid will never return from sir
2: you know, it's interesting to me. Uh, Rand Paul gave a masterful review of this on the floor of the Senate. I don't—if you haven't seen it, people need to go review that. And and he he speaks out. You know what? If it's 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 no problem to to just print more money and give it out. Why don't we just give everybody ten million dollars or whatever? You know, I mean it's. And and when I was five years old, I understood that I understood the concept of what we were what kind of disaster we were creating. You know, if everybody got a, got ten million dollars. Suddenly, a loaf of bread is five million dollars. I mean, the value of the money gets diminished so dramatically, and that 's really what 's happened we 've lost probably ninety eight percent of the purchasing power of our dollar since the Federal Reserve was created in nineteen thirteen because of this this monetary disaster we 've got. Nowhere does the Constitution allow the redistribution of wealth the handing out of money. It is simply not in the program now that people will say, oh, well, in 1936, the Butler case with the Supreme Court said that you could, def- that you could, you know, basically interpret the welfare clause to be anything you wanted that had to do with spending any kind of money you wanted, and so suddenly we're in this death spiral. But the American founding fathers defined welfare far differently than we do today. Welfare and then had to do with predictability and stability. It had to do with good government. So the general welfare clause in the in the preamble as well as in Article one, six, and eight. It what it talks about is is the, the term promote not provide but promote the general welfare. And that was going to pro- basically provide a, a government that was stable, it was predictable. You could start a family, you could start a farm, you could start a business. You knew that the things of the government were not going to interfere. You weren't going to have a um, uh, domestic violence because of injustice. You weren't going to have foreign invasion. You weren't going to have an economic collapse because the founding fathers had seen what happened when you printed money. It just willy-nilly, and, and it, it just destroyed the purchasing power of everything that was out there. And people just—it was a disaster for everybody, and and the the economy would die. That was what the general welfare was, and it has nothing to do with redistributing wealth. That's a socialist program. Now, Americans today don't know that it's not the Constitution from each according to his ability to each according to his needs. That's Marxist. That is Marx. That's his, one of his classic lines. But the fact of the matter is we have everybody, well, except for probably five or six, well, there's probably two dozen anyway, somewhere in the, at the uh, general government level. And almost nobody out in the states, by the way, that that really understands this, but here's the deal. The states are going to continue their onerous burdens on the people because they have just had their infusion of extra cash to be able to continue tracking and tracing and vaccinations. And and they're, uh, they're getting the federal, the coffers have been open to pour more money on their bodies because the feds. The federal money has been what has per, uh, perpetuated the onerous burdens that the states are putting on their people, because as long as they have a state of emergency, they keep getting federal funds, and they say to the people, you've got to wear masks, you've got to shut yeah, your And bed- the point
1: is this could never happen without fiat money, because they wouldn't have enough honest money to make this happen. That's why the Founding Fathers wanted to chain down. Uh, bureaucrats with the Constitution divide power and check and recheck and cross-check and examine and and balance and make sure. And when they basically grease the wheels with fake money, all bets are off. How hard can you check someone when they've got unlimited cash at their disposal? And so, well, what we've it, really done is launched ourselves into a no-return scenario.
2: Here's the deal: four years ago at this time, our but, our. Admit it, national debt was, if for round figures, we'll call it $20 trillion. It was just barely under that, $20 trillion. Today, it's over $27.5 trillion. So in four years, we have gone up $7.5 trillion in debt at no time in the U.S. history. And the toughest of times has anybody ever come close to anything like that. On average, that's... That's like $1.88 trillion per year we've incurred in additional admitted debt. Now, that's, that's over $83,000 per man, woman, and child in this nation for the total debt. That's over $220,000 per taxpayer. We have buried this nation in debt, and, and the last four years— has been a, a horrific addition to that. and Nobody even talks about that anymore. It, it's like, you know, oh, well, let's raise, raise the national debt ceiling. They have some debate, discussion about it. They don't even discuss it anymore. It used to be they discussed it before they did it. These clowns, these buffoons that we have elected into office, that they, they take an oath of office to uphold the United States Constitution. Probably most of them have never read it. I mean, I, I guess I have to... To say if you'd read it you'd at least have some comprehension of it, but but certainly they haven't ever checked and examined how the that constitution fits with what they're doing. They're spending money, number one, we don't have. You get about full three and a third, three and a half trillion dollars a year that come in our our total revenue source for the whole nation. That's every every source that they claim they've got. And most of them are unconstitutional, by the way. Now, but but the fact is, three and a half trillion dollars. Let's just say, and if you come up and and on a on a normal year now, you're spending about four and a half trillion dollars. So there's a trillion dollars you just threw on the debt, but but it, there, there's nobody even looking at the books anymore. And 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 we it's, it's said sometimes that they say spend money like a drunken sailor, but that's not even true because a drunken sailor is usually spending their own money. And so the sailor
1: and a drunken sailor has some kind of a debt ceiling
2: <laughs> sure, they're gonna end up in the gutter someplace penniless, but the fact of the matter is we're selling our souls and and the national debt gets bigger and bigger and bigger and and our um, spending is a uh, you know any 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 measurement of it. It's off the chart from anything we've ever been close to before. And this latest thing is a fiasco at every single level. And All right, people so say, who's oh, going to
1: call a halt to the con game and when?
2: Well, that's the problem. We don't have anybody. Oh, and I say that a, a little loosely, but there may be two dozen people somewhere that would call a halt to the con game. But they are very, very few. I mean, yeah, somebody calls-
1: will. Either inflation will get us to where oh. it will just run off the rails or the Chinese will call in the cards. I mean, I don't know where, who, what, how. Something will eventually trigger a no return scenario, right?
2: Well, this is pro- probably or perhaps part of this great reset that people talk about, where we're going to do a whole global reset on our economy, and it'll be be based on a global government and and uh, the you know a new Bretton Woods kind of thing, where uh, you know they'll basically destroy everything that we understand financially and say now we're rewriting the way it is, uh, and and this is our new monetary system and. And you look at how screwed up that becomes in a very short order. You know They, they did this in a, a smaller scale with the uh, European Union and uh, the money system that they created for them. And, and that thing has been debauched and, and devalued and, and become an in, inflationary monster also. Everything they touch, when it comes to fake, you can only fake it so long. And that's what fiat money is. It's a fake money. And like I say in my, in my book, I've got a little chapter on economics and freedom and, and what real money is, and the Founding Fathers clearly understood that, and, and they pled with us not to go down the path we have. But, uh, you know, Congress has the responsibility to take the bull by the horns on this thing, and, and they, they keep, you know, shuffling it off. Well, I was for it before I was against it, then I was for it, you know, that kind of nonsense. This happens at every level. And, and you look at what they've done financially, and, and we, oh, we wring our hands, we say the Federal Reserve will help us. Well, it's a consortium of private bankers. These guys are for-profit. They're doing it for their own good. They're doing this. At, at, they loan us the money at interest. And so they create the money as a, it used to be an, an entry on the column by pencil, probably. Now it's a computer click, 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 and it's an entry there. They, they create the money out of thin air, so there's no value in it to begin with. And then they loan it to us at interest, so our grandchildren can own it. It is absolutely an absurd situation. It's, it's fake to the core. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Dr.
1: Scott Bradley with us. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live.
10: Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed.
5: They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean, quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, One of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, It's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because, uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked.
10: So, to since hear this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay.
5: Abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country.
6: As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's advanced distance education program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org.
1: All right, we're talking about the Global Reset. We're talking about Operation Jubilee. When will it be? And who will call a halt to the con game are my questions, Dr. Bradley. We know this can't go on forever, right?
2: Well, I think that's what they're counting on. They're going to count on the fact that, um, you know, somebody's finally going to say, whoa, 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 wait, 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 we can't keep doing this. And and somebody will step out of the the, uh, closet or out of the, you know, up behind the curtain, you know well, we've got the solution. The the problem is that their solution has been something they've been working towards for a long time. I mean, these, uh, these globalists have been really working, burning the midnight oil, if you will, seeking to bring about a, a, a global government that is socialist in nature, that uh, would destroy the United States Constitution. The fact of the matter is, though, that we have the formula, the secret formula, if you will, because it's... It's uh, it's been there in plain sight. Nobody ever reads it, though. It's called the United States Constitution. It has limits and bounds, and checks and balances, and delegation of authority, and all of these things are already in place, and they worked magnificently until these globalists like Woodrow Wilson and his buddy Edward Mandel House and and um, and Mariner, Mariner Eccles and but uh, they put the Keynesian uh, economics in, and and the uh, FDR, and I mean you, you can make a list of the criminals as, ba- as well as I can. But the fact of the matter is that every single person that goes into office takes an oath to uphold the United States Constitution. And and they nobody does. Uh, there are a few that, that kind of do, but I, I tell people all the time, you know, they say, oh, my senator's a 75-percenter on the Constitution. That's pretty darn good, they say. And I say, wait, wait, wait. They're unfaithful a, a quarter of the time. And, and in a marriage, if you're unfaithful a quarter of the time, that means you're unfaithful once— for a whole week of a month, and, and that's not going to fly. But, but this is the kind of fidelity that we need to start encouraging the people at the, to understand that they cannot be unfaithful to the Constitution, and we retain this nation. A ninety-nine point nine 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 percent faithfulness in a marriage is still unacceptable. And here without we have, without a
1: doubt, a- ladies and gentlemen. But don't worry, <clears throat> deep state Rudy Giuliani speaking out over the Christmas holiday. Here's what he says. Giuliani, election fraud, evidence is going to blow up after Christmas. It's going to become clear all at once. It's going to be shocking to the American people. The president's attorney claimed on his podcast on Christmas Day. Do you believe him?
2: Well, you know... I believe that election fraud is, has been rampant, and it has been for decades, even generations, but I believe it reached new heights this time around. I, I would like to see the something carried forth to, to uh, you know, just shake it to the very core. I saw Giuliani's uh, uh, statement, and it was very incisive. I mean, it took about 15 minutes to basically challenge the governors and the states to say, look, you know, let us examine. We'll come to your state. We'll come and examine your, your voting machines. It won't take but a little while to examine and see. See, a voting machine really is an adding machine. And he, he did this analogy on this statement. It's a, it, it, it just adds. It doesn't have to subtract. It doesn't have to divide or multiply. It doesn't have to do an algorithm of, of any kind of, uh, you, know, you know, trigonometry or anything like that. It doesn't do anything. It just adds. And if it's set up to do anything but that, then there's a, there's a problem.
1: Yeah, but we uh, hold on. But we already know we already have voting machines. We've already had them analyzed. We've already confirmed that they cheat and that they steal and that they manipulate votes. They have votes scanned in that they can't uh, decide, so they can't add. So they put them in a folder in a bucket uh, to send them to adjudicators who review them later and – you know, bottom line is these machines are all connected to the Internet, and they've literally destroyed all the paper trails, and a recounts will never be accurate. You can never really recount or certify elections, and they know it all, and they're never going to admit it. But do you think Deep State Giuliani is going to the, get to the bottom of it? So while Deep State Giuliani <clears throat> is saying election fraud evidence going to blow up after the holidays, I mean, I appreciate that, and I wish it would, but they've been talking about the Kraken. And they're just going to blow up and they're going to make it. But they haven't delivered on the goods. Now, here's the latest from Michigan. Will Michigan take legal action against Sidney Powell and other lawyers contesting the election? So now, not only do we have Dominion suing, <clears throat> we now have states suing. Uh, the very people bringing forward the allegations uh, because they claim there's no evidence. And so you know we got a battle on their hands in fact Maxine Waters now boldly stating if president trump doesn't leave the white house that he should mar- he should be marched out possibly by the military or the secret service these people are ready to step it up dr bradley
2: well you know i i believe this has kind of always been i mean you know, this exact outcome has not maybe been you know the only outcome they've had in mind but i think that this is the way the marxists have always done it they're they're basically a conflict based situation that's how they you know the, the bolsheviks well let's take it back to the french revolution and um, and that's kind of what happened i mean the 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 illuminati created an untenable situation that people got so sick of it, they said, please save us from ourselves. Napoleon stepped out behind the curtain and said, I can do it, but you've got to give me absolute power. And the tyranny of Napoleon occurred after that, and they killed a whole generation of young men in Europe as they tromped back and forth across Europe in in war. But that's how this this is how liberty is lost, is through this conflict-based kind of thing. And that's what Marx wrote about. And uh, that's how the Bolsheviks carried it out. That's how it was done with, by Pol Pot. That's how it was done by Mao Zedong. I mean, these, these big revolutionary things happen based upon conflict, and, and I don't think they really care how they get the conflict. Maxine Waters is a primary example of someone that just wants to pull the system down, it seems to me. And, and the, the real solution is restoring the foundation that we were given, and, and everybody goes back and, you know, their oath of office, and, and like you say, I wish there was several hundred impeachments a year until we finally got their attention that we really mean it. This is what it really is. Nobody can be unfaithful to that oath and continue to hold office, but... American people, uh, if if we're fools, we elect fools, and that's basically what we've done, it seems like to Well,
1: me. until the American people demand otherwise, uh, that's the problem we're going to have. And I'll give you a quick example to make the point. I don't think we ought to trust nine justices to decide if we have election fraud <clears throat> up at the Supreme Court. What I think we need to do is go to every single precinct in this country. So you got 3,000 counties in the country. I don't know how many precincts, but it's on a smaller level than that. And a precinct, on the average, has about 800 people in it, Dr. Bradley. And I think what we need to do is go to our local precincts and demand they show us the proof, recount the vote publicly, certify it under penalty of perjury, and then confirm what the government claims at the state or the federal or whatever level you want to determine along the way that they have the same number you have. And if you can't certify your elections because you destroyed the custody of the ballot, then people need to go to prison. On the other hand, if you can confirm your number, great. Certify it under penalty of perjury and beyond. And then uh, let's have them compare the number. And if the number doesn't match, we just simply say we demand the number be changed. And if enough Americans demanded this at the precinct level, we don't need the Supreme Court. We don't need the state courts. We can simply challenge it <clears throat> in our own precincts if we just would. No one's talking about this but me, doctor.
2: Well, you know, you've got a very interesting approach to that, and, and uh, we should be able to do that. If we had the old uh, vintage classic paper ballots, we could actually But, but do if we that. don't and they
1: can't prove it to me, then we simply say you've broken, the, uh, you've broken the custody of the ballots. Therefore, your certification is null and void. We either need to vote again or, you know, what do you want to do here? But we're not going to allow you to certify this vote. In fact, if you do, we're going to throw you in jail for fraud. OK, this, well, this could happen on a local precinct level. And if you had how many precincts are in America, I don't even know. But how many ever there are, if you had that going on at, at every precinct being challenged, they wouldn't be able to stop the people, doctor.
2: Well, that's true. But we need to recognize the Constitution. Article two, section one, clause two, clause two says that each state has the power to appoint their their electors. Each state should have the responsibility that's part of the division of authority that we've got in this this separation of powers each state should be able to fulfill that and if they can't certify it as you say under the oath of perjury they should be decertified now there's another level that it can be done it can be done as they open the the ballots if you will on the sixth of january in the joint session of house and senate and and there's a a challenge that can be made and and the they need to if a challenge made by a senator and a congressman they recess. they don't recess, but they break into both different houses, and they debate and discuss, and they come back. Now, if the the things are demonstrably uh, improper, then at that point, then the the House would then take responsibility—I'm truncating this a little bit for time—the House would then take the responsibility to vote on a one-state, one-vote basis for the president, and the Senate would select the vice president. And and, and there there are many levels of, of you know, way to, to solve this and this certification program, if there's that big a question about it, there should be a, a great majority of senators and members of the House that are saying, wait, there, there's just too much. A but question. again, again
1: is- the government that governs closest to the people governs best and where we have the greatest strength in our numbers and where we have the greatest ability is at the precinct level. That's where you vote, right?
2: It is indeed. Then that's where accountability is. should happen it really should but you know we've thrown that away and again the this fake pandemic thing that has happened that scared us into going into a, a voting system that would absolutely be polluted the way we've done the uh the ballots mail in and the idea that you can bring them in by the truckload if it's not coming out with the election that you want we have polluted everything with this and we're doing it electronically we're destroying the paper trail this has been a long-time planned Marxist approach to destroy everything in America. And I really do think everything should be decertified. And if we had any backbone in our senator in Congress now on the 6th of January, they'd say, okay, we're taking the bull by the horns, and uh, this, this can't be allowed to happen. And we'll continue to discover where the fraud, where the, uh, the system broke, and we're not going to let it happen again. But this one we're going to fix. And they're going to fix it. I mean, they should fix it. Yes,
1: but but, uh, but I I say we need to demand accountability at the precinct level. And the reason I say that is that's where we vote. And you can say, well, the state eventually decides, and they're the ones that certify. I know. But we can also push our states very hard at the precinct level. And if you can't solve it at that level, you'll never solve it because that's where you vote.
2: That's the the on-the-ground
1: choice where you vote. And if you can't solve it there, you'll never solve it.
2: Here's the problem. I look at my own county, for example. We're supposed to be the reddest of the red counties? Oh, yeah, right. But we are neck deep in being complicit on this whole thing with the way our county has embraced wholeheartedly the fraud of these election voting machines. And and our county, I believe, is at fault with this. Now you say, oh, well, no, they voted for Trump in your county. Well, they did. But the fact of the matter is this is across the whole nation we have county officers that are violating the sacred responsibility they have to keep our oath from being polluted, our, our, our vote from being polluted. And they've done that. And in my county, I look at my county, I wouldn't trust those people to do the right thing. I mean, they may say, oh, well, I'll I'm say honorable person.
1: If you ignore the precinct level, then I got an idea for you. Get rid of the precincts because they have no <laughs> value. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating to get rid of them. I'm making a point. If they're of no value, get rid of them. If the states can't decide, get rid of them. I joke to drive home a point. Look, folks, the checks and balances are there for a reason. We have precincts for a reason. Hour one in the can, two coming up. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Freedom'sRisingSun.com is website, and we declare this nation shall endure.
0: Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio. Show. Talk
1: show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for December 28th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Dr. Scott Bradley with me to preserve the nation, his goal and collegiate series, book, educational materials, videos, and more, his lectures, freedomsrisingson.com to learn more about that and to be involved in his weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution, and a whole lot more. Now, the reason I say we need to really get control at the precinct level on this vote fraud thing I know somebody would say, well, Sam, the Constitution calls for the states to certify. I know. I know. I get it. But look, if you believe in the principle that by our consent are they governed and they, ju- they derive their just powers from the consent of the governed, if we do not give consent for the certification of a vote at the precinct level and enough precincts say, look, our numbers are not accurate, you cannot certify this vote. We do have a check and balance here, folks, that we need to use. And without that, what everybody wants to do, instead of doing the hard work of how many ever precincts are in America, there's 3,000 counties in America, and I don't even know how many precincts are in every county, but there's a bunch. You're talking about thousands upon thousands. All right, maybe 500,000 precincts? I don't know. 100,000? I have no idea. I don't know how to gauge. Uh, But all I can tell you is you look at that and you go, whoa. Um, You know what, folks? We have got a serious row to hoe. But you can't just look at nine people and go, oh, yeah, you know, five of them sold us down the river. So golly, Uh, we lost the vote fraud. Now we need to throw away the whole country. secede from the union, declare Article 5, declare martial law. Look at all the radical things people are proposing. I'm merely saying go to the precinct and demand honesty and integrity at your precincts. And then they call me a radical, Dr. Bradley.
2: Well you know you're you're absolutely correct uh, the uh, consent of the governed is re- is required um, to have a proper government and we talk about that in the declaration of independence of course we gave our consent when we ratified the constitution there are constitutional processes by which these things are to be carried forth that's our consent and and you know the the uh, the whole process has been violated by the way we've you know basically abandoned the Constitution, and so anyway we we are in deep trouble we have and and you know i I don't know if i I hate to even bring up another topic right now but but I'll just mention this and if we want to get to it at some point that they're poised to uh override the veto that that Mr. Trump gave on the um, National Defense Authorization Act NDAA. And, uh, and he did it for a reason that I understand, you know, the, the Section 230 and, and the the way that the big media and everything like that is censoring us and everything like that, and that's all good and valid. But we as a people don't recognize that what's in that bill right now, and it has been for, this is probably the ninth or tenth year, we have indefinite detention. Which means that they violate the uh, the habeas corpus. They can they can lock you up and throw away the key. Never bring you to trial. Never have it heard. Never have a hearing. Anything at all whatsoever. No due process. Anything. If they can accuse you. And, and the the thing that brought this to my mind was was the um, in the break we we heard the little segment about how a Saudi Arabian woman was was thrown in jail for so long because of this ill-defined law that they throw at anybody that they want to put in jail for a long time. Well, you look at how terrorism, domestic terrorist, is, is defined in the United States. Almost anybody, anybody that says, oh, well, we got problems in the country, could be saying, oh, 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 you're fomenting terrorism. And they can, with under this NDAA, they could throw away the key if they arrested you. Now, that isn't why Trump vetoed it. But those in our Congress that keep passing these asinine bills are the ones that are basically weaving the tyranny for all of us. I I would say that virtually everybody that uh, is in office is unworthy to be there. And and, and, uh, this is just another example of how we have allowed the consent of the governed, which we consented to habeas corpus, When we ratified the Constitution, we said, oh, yeah, okay, this is a good thing. If we get arrested, we get to have a hearing, okay? No. They constantly pass, as I said, asinine bills that are eroding everything fundamental to this nation, and the people keep doing it that are in office, and we keep sending them back. So I I get very frustrated with with almost every level of everything that's happening. And when Trump does something big like veto the bill, it's for the wrong reason. Well, maybe not a completely wrong reason, but it's not for the whole reason. And those that are in office need to be held accountable, because they're going to override his veto today. It'll happen today. and And we're going, holy cow, we have idiots leading idiots, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> So, all
1: right, just so you know, we have an average. I think we have approximately 175,000 precincts in America, and 115,000 polling places, uh, and, a, and an average of about 800 voters for per, per precinct. Okay.
2: I would love to see them all be able to certify again, but I'm here to tell you that the 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 opportunity to to absolutely do that has been lost when we lost. The vintage classic paper ballot. And, and that's the problem we've got is that I, I'm not so sure you could say to them, and, and you're right, you have a, you have a solution to that. If you can't certify it, then decertify it. You know, if you can't under oath of office, which we're all supposed to have had done already, if you can't under perjury, certify it, decertify it. And, and I suspect that you're going to find that in these uh, battleground states, as they call them, the Detroits and the Milwaukee's and so on, uh, they're going to certify them and they'll lie through their teeth because they've already done it, you know? that That's the problem. I really do think that the con- constitutional approach that is established, and, and we ratified it, so we agreed to be governed by these approaches, is the thing to do and and if they don't do it on the 6th of january i'm uh, they again have abrogated their responsibility to help hold their office i believe there's enough evidence that uh, that this has been polluted that that they need to be decertified they need to say we're gonna we're gonna solve this today here now and i think it'll be i think it'll be uh, a real bumpy road when they do that if if uh This gets uh, turned over by a process that was constitutionally defined. Yeah, and so I know
1: people kind of think, oh, Sam, we can't really get to each precinct and do this. Uh, But you know what? The states have already told you they're not going to do it. And the federal government at the court level have already told you they're not going to do it. Well, the courts don't
2: even need to be involved in it anyway. I mean, that isn't the
1: process. But that's where they went, right? Nevertheless, and we're told no, 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 no. So now we're going to go to the Congress and say they should solve it. And I appreciate that. But all the Congress can do it is analyze and say, hey, do we believe the states have the right to certify this? And sadly, the Congress is going to basically say the states have the right to certify this. And we don't want to micromanage the states at the congressional level. Now, I agree that's not what it's about. If there's fraud committed, Congress has a, a, a duty. And to not do so would be a dereliction of duty. They have a duty uh, to dig in if there's vote fraud with evidence and get to the bottom of it. But so far, it's a debate where they claim there is no evidence. Well, there there here's,
2: here's the deal: the states are represented, are to be representative in the, way, in the way the founders originally established it. The states were to have their representation at the national level in the Senate. The people were to have their representation at the at the national level in the House. So, they, these guys are not; they're not uh, shunting away from the states their authority to do anything in the sense that they are the ones that have the responsibility constitutionally to correct any deficiencies that may have come along in, in this particular matter. Now, uh, and, and we could t- spend a lot of time talking about how the federal government is seeking to take control of the whole voting process, which I believe this is ultimately going to result in. I believe that the intent at this point is to centralize more power at the national level. They will provide oversight over the states and thereby oversight of the uh, each of the precincts There'll be federal election watchers, and they've done this so many times with the voting acts and everything like this. But they're going to make it a, almost a universal thing. And I think one step beyond that is the blue helmets from the United Nations being there to make sure that, oh, wow, we have a uh, somebody that's unbiased from the outside that's going to look at this. And, and, and so this is a step-by-step process to lose everything. But right now we have a constitutional process. It's defined. It, it should be clearly understood. It's not. But it should be, and and people like Mitt Romney need to grow a backbone and say, we're going to examine this as, I am a senator. You can't just take the big bucks and have all the power and the glory and the authority that comes with being a senator to spend American dollars. Now, they're doing it unconstitutionally all the time, but they need to say, I'm going to grow a backbone, and I'm going to say, I have to exercise this kind of uh, effort to make sure that we keep this nation on the rails.
1: All right, so and, uh, Congress probably won't do the right thing. The House is controlled no. by the Democrats, and so I don't have a whole lot of hope that the no, Congress. No, no, the
2: House is not controlled by the Democrats on the one state one vote basis
1: because uh... because
2: each state that uh, you look at the majority of each yeah, but, state. But here's what California. happens.
1: Here's what happens. Key Republicans uh, who are really Republican in name only vote with the Democrats and sell us down the river. Now we have a majority. We have the majority, but the Democrats have the control I submit to you.
2: Well and and if you look at California, the vast majority of the representatives out of California, you know, the members of the House of Representatives, are Democrat. But if you look at if you looked at how the states were split in terms of their um, you know, if you look at their delegation from each state and you say, Okay, we got Six Republicans and four Democrats. Okay, so the Republicans control that state. In this one we've got eight Democrats and two Republicans. The Democrats we control it. When you look at it that way, there's about twenty seven states that are controlled at the House of Representatives level by Republicans. Yeah,
1: so we got now, a two course, vote margin. Hang tight. We'll talk about it. We got a two vote margin. Can we trust the Republicans?
2: No.
11: Scott Bradley here.
5: money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card, or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
1: Dr. Bradley with me, so I agree that the Republicans have the majority in the House on a one vote one vote basis per state. 27 to, what would it be, 23 or whatever? But I don't have a whole lot of confidence that the Republicans will stick together at all, Dr. Bradley.
2: Well, I don't either. But Remember, but these are
1: know, the 90-plus percent Republicans that just voted to spend billions of dollars on pork and sell us down the river. And even when President Trump tried to stop it and say, you got to pull out the pork, the Republicans are the ones that said, uh-uh, we're not going to go back and revisit this, sign it. And the Republicans are the ones that really forced President Trump to sign it, because if they would have stuck with President Trump, the bill would be being reviewed right now to pull out a lot of pork. That never happened. Trump caved to his own party, really.
2: Well, uh, truly, I mean, uh, I I really believe that the two-party system at this point is just a a kind of a, a nuanced kind of how you hold your mouth kind of thing in terms of how you vote for socialism. That seems to be... You know, we're a lot of glad handing, give them what they want, kind of pork barrel kind of uh, deal, and and that's uh, I could we could review how that happened over the last more than 100 years, and in the destruction of the the delicate balance that was there because of the way the Senate was elected and everything. But we don't need to go into that right now. You're absolutely right. I think the party system is polluted to the core. But as we've been, you know, in, in the break, I, I did a little research, and, and I can't find the exact amount for the number of voting precincts. But in, in uh, 2004, it was the last definitive one I could find, there were uh, 174,252 voting precincts in 2004. Yeah, that's why I'm so,
1: saying that there's approximately 175,000 precincts, 115,000 polling places, and approximately 800 voters per precinct.
2: Okay, so, so the thing is that we're based on that, you know, these 175,000 voting precincts would have to recertify everything. And, uh, and, and I, I really believe that would be something that could be done if we had a true voting system. But we polluted it with these Dominion things and these hammer things and these ideas of these voting machines that, that are easily hacked. A high school hacker can get into most of and these mail things. And mail-in
1: ballots to skip the precincts oh all together. And we go on and on and on and on, right?
2: Motor voter. Uh, I mean, I, I personally know, I met with someone the other day that went and did a, uh, they walked the uh, the streets, if you will, where the voters lived down in Las Vegas, uh, uh, talking to people about mail-in ballots. And they personally took many affidavits from people that talked about how mail-in ballots had been mailed to the, their apartments or their homes of people that had been gone for years from those places. And and those people voted, by the way, if you check the voting record. So you say, oh, now, we got the, we got this person's voting uh, uh, ballot, and somehow that, that got turned in one place that, that they told them they had, they had three ballots for this one individual that had lived there some years before. The whole thing is polluted to the core, and we've got. And, to and that's why you're going to go back to
1: the precinct level because the precinct members could simply say, "Hey, we're the ones that have to turn in. We're the ones that have to certify or turn in our numbers before the state can certify." And we're telling you that the numbers we've turned in are bogus. So if you certify them, you're going against the precincts, telling you that the numbers were in error. Okay, and the way that you can do it on a precinct level: look, if there's 800 voters in a precinct, you can find a good 30 people that could sit down from all walks of life, people with credentials like attorneys and people who have uh, uh, certifications in finance uh, where they have fiduciary responsibilities, and you could have them basically certify the val- ballots uh, count on the penalty of perjury. Uh, and you go in there, it's kind of like your, your uh, jury duty. You know what? You don't have a choice. you got to go in here. If you're called up, then you go in there and you say, hey, these votes are accurate or they're not. And I think if you did you know, that precinct by precinct, you could have accountability here. Until then, though, you're not going to get accountability anywhere because nobody's well, responsible.
2: I think all it would do is verify the fact that, that everything's bogus. Because Here's what happens in my county. The, the ballots get mailed into a central location in our county. Okay, that doesn't even go through the precinct to begin with. Okay, so the ballots get mailed to that location, and they run them through the machines the way they've got them here. There isn't somebody sitting out at my local elementary school like we used to go down and and vote with paper. There's nobody sitting there feeding them into the machines. There's somebody at my county level that is in the back room there feeding these in. Now, of course you could take those votes that are attributed to the precinct I live in, and you could have them look at them in my precinct and say, okay, so you'd have to collate those out of there that went out of my precinct, and you'd have to give it back into the hands of the people that would be these vote counters, if you will, or, or uh, poll watchers in my precinct, and you could say, okay, you've got 800 people and uh, 932 voted or something like that. Okay, so, so they could do that, actually, but, but the physical nature that is handled right now, it is handled in a central location in my county, and the precincts never touch it. In, in the way they, they do these uh, mail in ballots. So there's there's a lot of No I get it, but until challenges. you demand
1: you get back to the precinct level, you'll never know then. So the precinct is not responsible because it skipped them. Then you say, well the county turned in their numbers. And then you say, Yeah, but the county's too big.
2: Yeah. Well and We can't really know that. and
1: we can't you know and so look you're gonna have to back into this custody of votes discussion somewhere. And I believe that Giuliani and all these people are trying to go to the federal government, get them to solve it. Look, the federal government are the ones that literally, I'll give you this example. Whistleblower Edward Snowden is now a father. His wife, Lindsay Mills, showed a picture on her social media. She said, Merry Christmas, baby, along with a photo. And and, and now Edward Snowden's a dad, okay? Everybody's all happy. In fact, Rand Paul wrote in The Federalist. Uh, Snowden exposed unconstitutional spying on Americans that resulted from abuses of the Patriot Act, okay? Now, if we can't even get Snowden free for reporting on and whistleblowing on constitutional violations at the federal level for spying on us, all right? You think you're going to have any accountability at the federal level for vote fraud? Not a chance. Now, um, Edward Snowden and Julian Assange deserve pardons. But do you think you're, they're going to get them? think they deserve pardons, and do you think they're going to get
2: them? I don't believe they will get them. I believe that there's too many that are headhunting. I'll tell you what, what's happened with both Snowden and Assange. They caught our highest government officials with their pants down, so to speak. They really showed the polluted level that our national government was operating at, and and we were treating so-called allies like dirt, and we were we were waging unconstitutional war, we were killing innocent citizens of other nations, and and again, this National Defense Authorization Act allows that to happen in our country now, and and uh, it's being overridden while we're talking. Well, not this very minute, but but the fact of the matter is, we have. There are many levels of protection that were built into our society by the, the magnificent formula the founders came up with. And the national government is not to be over the voting except the defined processes by the Constitution. And, and what they've been doing is they've been seeking that. They've been seeking to, to run our local police, they've been seeking to run our health care, they've been seeking to. Basically, dictate to us every aspect of our life,
1: and so and then we, is, the people, say, uh, "Yeah, we want to have them solve our problems." And then they if they don't, done. if they don't solve our problems, they say we want to overthrow it. You see how wrongheaded this idea is. Now, my idea has no uh, intention of overthrowing anything.
2: Well, and that, I, I understand that, and I believe you completely, Sam. I know you well, and and the, and your intent is not to overthrow the the liberty of our nation, but but this has been the Marxist perspective. This has been the Illuminati since uh, the French Revolution, and coming forward, this conflict-based, this turmoil-based, and and it's kind of uh, the uh, Hegelian dialectic. You know, when when you throw. Things together in conflict, something else comes out. That's how they work it, and that's what they're seeking to do with the United States at this very moment. And and we the people need to understand that the the national government is the, the general government, I call them, because they're, we're not national and we're not federal, really. We're, we are yes and we are no because there's pieces of us that are national pieces of us that are federal. It's kind of like so we're a called-
1: constitutional republic, but we do have some uh, – some, uh- uh, trappings of, a, of a, a democracy to our nation. We do have the power of the vote, and the power of the people to some degree, but it's tempered, like all checks and balances. And so we have a unique yeah. government. The founders uh, basically said, hey, nothing like this has ever been tried. It's a grand old experiment. Well, oh boy, when you obey it, it's successful, right?
2: Well, I, I don't believe it's experiment from this perspective. I believe it was God-ordained. I believe the founding fathers felt the hand of God on them as they created it. And the farther we get from that formula, the more risk we are at. And I believe we're at a very high risk right now as a, as a nation. So I think we're going to take another They're about to, to change another
1: term that will be very scary indeed. I'll tell you about it coming up. Hang tight. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing Liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
9: With what appears to be a random act of violence, 37 year old Duke Webb of Florida has been charged with first degree murder. The shootings took place at a bowling alley in Rockford, Illinois, Saturday night. Three older men were killed, and a fourth is in critical condition. President Trump signed the massive $2.3 trillion coronavirus relief and government funding bill into law Sunday night, averting a shutdown. Trump's signature of the $900 billion corona relief package extends unemployment benefits for 12 million hurting Americans. All those collecting jobs Payments will receive a $300 weekly boost through mid March. The average American will spend the equivalent of 44 years looking at some kind of digital screen, according to a recent survey of 2,000 adults. The survey revealed in a typical day, Americans spend 4 hours and 30 minutes watching TV, 4 hours and 33 minutes looking at a smartphone, over 3 hours using a gaming device, and nearly 5 hours on a laptop. This is USA Radio News.
7: Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life at a time.
1: The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything
2: that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries
1: whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything.
2: I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so
7: cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA.
9: Peace in the Middle East continues to flourish. USA Radio News, Dan Iraqi.
10: There is hope that U.S. brokered efforts to improve relations between Arab countries in the Middle East and Israel can ease tensions in the region in the long term. Israel established new diplomatic relations with Bahrain, Morocco, Sudan, and the United Arab Emirates in 2020, something Israel hopes to continue. Former Israeli ambassador to the U.N. Danny Danan hopes that the next administration will continue down the foreign policy path that President Trump has laid out. He tells Fox News that everyone has felt the benefits of improved relations. I hope that the president-elect will continue with the momentum because it's good not only for Israel and not only for the moderate Arab country, it's good for the U.S. The U.S. gained a lot of respect in the region when they led the peace initiative, when they built a coalition of modern countries that work with the U.S. against the aggression of Iran. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau. I'm Dan Narocki.
9: Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News.
1: All right, Dr. Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. The WHO, that's the World Health Organization, has now changed the definition of what's called herd immunity. So it can only occur with vaccines. It used to say, hey, you know what? Once the population gets enough uh, antibodies to something, then hey, you got herd immunity and you don't have a breakout in society and used to be very simple and primarily it was natural herd immunity. And then vaccines kind of got added to the mix. And now they're basically taking out natural herd immunity and they've changed the definition to where herd immunity only occurs with vaccines now, Doctor.
2: You know, again, uh, the diabolical approach to everything that's happening in this nation right now is just is just astounding to me. And and, and honestly, the the truth of the matter is that, that they'll continue to move the, the scale. I mean, you've been hearing much in the reports about this new mutated uh, COVID thing that's going on. And uh, it's probably mutated 12,000 times in the in the last 10 months. That's what viruses seem to kind of keep being a moving target. And, and so because of that, we've got to continue to be scared. We've got to, oh, and they tell us that the vaccine somehow they had... They had this omniscient power to make the vaccine so that it would cover most of the mutations. It's like, how the heck do you know all of this stuff? It's, it's all a moving target, a pack of pack of lies. Now, here's how I look at it. The, we're creations of God. I'm, I'm of the opinion that we are God's children, and he loves us all. The Founding Fathers shared this opinion.
1: And, and so do I, by the way. Let me be very okay. clear.
2: I'm I'm confident you do, and uh, and so God created a, an entire system, a universe, if you will, everything. And the founding father saw this from the beginning. It was fitly formed together, and there was order in it, and there was a creator, and, and and there was someone in charge, if you will. Okay, and in that system of the universe, and in the the galaxies, and in the solar systems, and in the the uh, renewing cycles of the earth every every four seasons that happen the rainfall and the growing seasons all that kind of stuff in those those systems are we we the people are part of that system our system includes an immune system see i'm kind of building this down to the to the most baseline field god considered these things together and created a program that for his own purposes and it's based upon love. I'm absolutely confident of that. God created these systems for a purpose that will fulfill all of the good reasons that He has done that. Our systems were designed to reach immunity when things attack them. We were to be able to address those things and and to become um, healthy and re- maintain our health. We've been doing this for thousands of years. Every single stinking thing that's come along has been cycled through this. And and so our natural immunity is the way God ordained it to be. Now, we have intervened where we have scientists, physicians, and pharma that are in the middle of this thing, and they think that they're smarter than God, I think. And a lot of everything from churches to individuals seem to think that our salvation is now found in pharma physicians and, and scientists and and i'm not of that opinion at all amen I sad believe-
1: tale to tell that's for sure but they the who is changing the definition as they continue to dishonestly play games about vaccinations and their safe effective status that they dishonestly claim and more well there is good news there's a california sheriff the guy's name is don barnes and don barnes refuses to release 1800 dangerous prisoners, including murderers and child molesters, Barnes rejected Judge Peter Wilson's order. So Peter basically said, because of the COVID, you got to let these guys out. Otherwise, COVID might get them. And the sheriff said, are you kidding me? I'm not going to release these people to the population. I will not do it. And uh, the sheriff literally violated the order from the judge. These are the kind of civil disobedience stands we need to make, Dr.
2: I, I truly believe so. This is part of our multiple levels of, of security and safety where where there's checks and balances, and, and a judge can be a fool, an idiot, a buffoon. He can be insane, and that doesn't make them God. They cannot override the, the goodness that we have in this nation, constitutionally anyway. They, uh, many people give them that authority by just capitulation, I guess. I don't know, but I'm I'm glad to hear that there's a little bit of common sense out there, at least in one sheriff.
1: Amen to that. (laughs) We need more of it, but there's an example of some good people doing good, and a lot of people will be safe as a result of his, in my opinion, selfless but gutsy action uh, big time. Now, after review, Minnesota lawmakers say that COVID deaths are heavily inflated. Now they want a larger (laughs) audit After scrutinizing, what do they say here, 2,800 death certificates, they say, hey, this is bogus. We have all kinds of deaths um, that people are blaming on the COVID, but it's not really true at all. And we need a serious investigation now. Uh, The question is, with vote fraud and the lies are being told at every turn, uh, you know, there's starting to be uh, more and more truth tellers to stand up and go, whoa, hold on a minute. Not enough yet, but it's a start, doctor.
2: Well, you know, I, I think I've said on this program before that, you know, everybody discounts you by saying you're a, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, I've started using the terminology I hope to make it popular, and maybe some across the world it'll be popular. Conspiracy theorists perhaps ought to be renamed truth seekers. And, um, and that's what we seek is the truth, and we'll take whatever course we can to get there. And and even the CDC has admitted that only about 6% of those deaths that are are noted as as coronavirus deaths, were actually caused by coronavirus. It may have been somebody already, you know, they they had cardiovascular problems or diabetes or uh, morbid obesity or whatever, and and their deaths were really caused by that. Oh, yeah, by the way, they had coronavirus too. And uh, uh, there's one uh, example I can think of, uh, someone that I know very well whose business associate's father-in-law fell off a ladder, and uh, and, uh, it broke his neck and killed him and uh, and it was his death was noted as a coronavirus death because he had tested positive for a coronavirus they counted it as such but here's how the family was affected they had a double indemnity on accidental death and so the his insurance policy only paid the base amount because it was noted as not an accident but a coronavirus death that kind of just absolutely bizarre nonsense has happened countless times across this nation and, and as the CDC has admitted, only about six percent of this three hundred thousand or whatever it is they say have died of coronavirus really were just plain coronavirus. The well, rest was. And,
1: and now others are starting to challenge the numbers, which is good news indeed. By the way, in Utah, COVID nineteen now hits Utah mink farms. The mink are getting decimated by the COVID. They say,
2: "Holy cow!" And and you know that. Uh, the British company that's doing the COVID it—used a chimpanzee virus as a carrier to build their their vaccine. Now, the the it's like a lot of a lot of uh, vaccinations are made using a vaccine that has a uh, a carrier of a of a uh, virus, and they just happen to use one that affects chimpanzees. Most will use a human cold or something like that to carry it. And, and the Russians made big hay out of that thing. But it's like, holy cow, what are we doing? We're, we're jumping species now with things. It is just amazing to me. So I guess I have to scratch my head more deeply every single day wondering how in the world we think that, that these pharma companies and scientists and physicians are really smarter than God. Well, oh, oh, putting... yeah, that comes, I'm just going to say that comes out of our humanist, godless Education system, a religion that is tax provided, you
1: know? All right. So (laughs) if our debt doesn't take us down, our dishonesty on elections doesn't take us down, the COVID doesn't take us down, they got another plan. Democrats now want to move from COVID lockdowns to climate lockdowns. Now Joe Biden has been urged to declare a quote, national climate state of emergency in his office would use emergency powers to bypass state legislative bodies and state governors well because you'd have to do so for the safety of the people it's a national emergency because of the climate we got to lock everybody down now too that's coming if they get their way doctor
2: well, you know, you can make a prediction, as the, just as the sun rising every day, that they're going to take every single spin they can, overstepping every constitutional limitation. You cannot do this for climate or for COVID or for health or anything, but you'll see them doing it on the Second Amendment. Uh, next mass shooting, oh my goodness, for the safety of society, the president is going to issue an executive order that confiscates blah, 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 blah. And the fact of the matter is they are in every instance operating unconstitutionally beyond their bounds. They're violating the oath of office, and and that's what they keep coming back to. We, the people, need to understand the limits and bounds of government, and we need to insist that the idiots that we have in office office, begin to operate within those limits and bounds. It's so disheartening. We, We, the people, don't do that.
1: Don't worry the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts are gonna throw blows. We'll tell you about that coming up. Liberty Roundtable Live.
8: Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches,
5: in wedding chapels,
1: All right, so the deep state now wants to push climate change lockdowns like they did COVID lockdowns. They say it's an absolute necessity. And believe it or not, now the new spending bill would tackle climate change. The Democrats are all giddy, according to the USA Today. And the deep state all completely giddy about this, saying, hey, this is awesome. I guess there's enough in the new bill. The new spending bill to tackle climate change, uh, Dr. Bradley, they say uh, there's enough in there to not only overturn all of President Donald Trump's cuts, but to increase spending for 21 on climate change. And Joe Biden's about to take the helm and kick it into gear, sir. Everybody's giddy now.
2: Again, I, I sound like a broken record that uh, every single aspect of this at every single level and every single detail is unconstitutional and and uh, the the fools that we have in office are put there by fools that voted them in and and people that uh, our education system has destroyed it. We are absolutely destroying our own nation by our own stupidity and uh and and what they say they can do through this bill is is completely it's invalid and there is no authority to do what they're saying they're going to do there's none but if we think we can hand out money by a president signing a bill and Congress well, Congress passing a president signing or an executive order or whatever we what we have is not even really a skeletal remains of the United States Constitution. We have abandoned our Constitution wholeheartedly and it we are at the tragic point where I presume at some point we'll break into tribes. Where, where people have decided they're going to go stand alone and that's kind of where we're coming with some of these these responses to the election process is let's secede and let's break away uh, and i mean the whole nation is de- devolving into a disaster because people have abandoned the foundation that we gave our consent to be governed to when we ratified and um uh, it's it's a tragic scenario we're in, and like I say, maybe maybe tribes are the next thing.
1: It seems like it the be- more radical the proposal, the more embracing and more support that it gets, the more common sense and patient and checks and balance oriented, and by the consent of the government and govern, government that governs local and governs closest to the people, governs best kind of ideas. It seems like anything that has common sense like that is just jettisoned uh, on the altar of this. Uh, <clears throat> well, they act like they've tried everything. Right. But now the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts are ready to go to blows. They're in court. They got an escalating recruitment war going on. And the Girl Scouts just rebuke the Boy Scouts in court saying you're cannibalizing our forces. Uh, But if you don't believe in boy and girl and you believe in transgender and anything else, why don't they just merge and just call it the Scouts? (laughs) <laughs> uh, what i mean is this thing is just whacked out as all get out you got girl scouts recruiting boy scouts boy scouts recruiting girl scouts and, and this idea and, and they're all mad because they're cannibalizing each other's quote force and i mean i don't even understand the debate and the battle but i look at it and say if you want proof of trouble in america look at the boy scouts it used to stand tall and now what's the next step They get gobbled up by the Girl Scouts because women are more important than men in our society today, although we can't really talk about women and men, but, you know, the Me Too is all about women. And how does it work? We're going to promote women, but yet we can't talk about the difference between women and men. How does that all work? See, they just manipulate and divide and pitch whatever agenda they want that destroys everything we hold dear in terms of uh, of appropriate relationships under God's guidance and law, Dr.
2: You know, it's interesting. The Girl Scouts are saying the Boy Scouts or whatever they're calling themselves nowadays are unfairly recruiting girls and everything else like that. They're competing social clubs for crying out loud. The Kiwanis or the Lions or, or whatever. I mean, for crying out loud, we and, and you're right. This gender bender stuff has has really polluted everything. But but the fact of the matter is, if it boils right down to it, they're competing. They're competing social clubs. And um, and if the Qantas and the Lions went at each other's throat like that, I mean, it's kind of like, come on, guys, show value. And if you want people in your group, uh, you know, give them some reason to come to be with you. But but it's been polluted and completely, I don't know, uh, Yeah, the boy, off its way. Are the Boy
1: Scouts, the Girl Scouts a little bit like the Bloods and the Crips?
2: I guess, but it's kind of like the local high school in your town versus the local high school in the other town. It's kind of be true to your colors. It's like, holy cow, it's all conflict-based. And and you know what? It's interesting. Uh, that, you know, you see these kids in high school that, you know, they, they go out and they want to, you know, kill the other team, whatever, you know, and the, uh, it's kind of, wait a minute, the, the, the boys and girls in that school probably go to a similar church to the one that goes to, the, your, your kids go to school with in your town yeah, come on, people! It's idiocy that we've we've always got to have this conflict-based kind of thing. Again, it's Marxist at its origins, and and we've uh, we're, we're, there's always an effort to try and stop having us You know, kind of come together as a people. I mean, men and women. Can you imagine husbands and wives, perfect teams, management and labor, perfect teams? I mean, it, this whole thing is just so bizarre to me that and And the Marxist approach to things is what's being encouraged and And it goes to every level, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. My goodness, holy cow. I, I'm just it just shocks me to think that but we can't seem to come to any kind of idea that, that that society can be you know kind of synergistic and working together and becoming successful because it's just a natural way of doing things that God put us on earth to do. I don't know. It's
1: bizarre to me at every level. Wow, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I I don't even know how to respond to this, but again, that's the divide-and-conquer tactic being used against the American people, and we seem to fall for it. Uh, Let me give you an example. National Public Radio, all right, is in the news now, and they're being criticized soundly by conservatives, wisely so. NPR, that's National Public Radio, gives Cardi B in her disgusting song Best song of the year, Honor. So National Public Radio, or NPR, gives Cardi B's song. It's a disgusting song nicknamed WAP. And um, they call it best song of the year, Honor, that they give it. So you and I are funding this with our tax dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Now, when I was uh, younger, or up until uh, she dropped this song last August, WAP stood for Wireless Access Protocol. To us computer geeks, right? W-A-P. Nowadays, do you know what this W-A-P uh, initials of our song refers to? They won't even write it out hardly publicly uh, on the internet because they know how egregious it is, but yet they're promoting this, and this is top honors in America today. And if you want to see the uh, perversion that we've gone to in, in a very short order in America, uh, do you know what this stands for, uh, Scott?
2: You know what? I'm I'm kind of completely incompetent when it comes to social issues, and, and I have no idea uh, even what you're talking about. If it's a song, I've never heard of it before. So, All right, it's a song so released by into- Cardi
1: B, a well-known millionaire rapper. Very, very, very dirty and salacious, but it stands for, they say it's female empowerment, and that it's women taking control of their sexuality and everything else. Well, it stands for wild, and then, you know, A, you know what that stands for, And then a a female um, uh, nickname for a female body part. Uh, And uh, there you have it. Or it stands for wet, A, and then the other thing. You you can take your pick. Um, But all I can tell you is you look at this and you go, look, this is what National Public Radio is promoting with your tax dollars. And in this big omnibus spending bill, they just gave a bunch of money to the Endowment of the Arts and all these other organizations. We're funding this big time, and yet they, they come out and say, this is, the, this is the greatest song ever, man. It embodies female empowerment and everything else. It is flat-out pornography, Doctor.
2: You know, societies come to a point where they've offended God to the point that there needs to be a comeuppance. Uh, and, you know, and it's a, a fullness of iniquity, I guess you could say. And I, I don't know where that line is. I mean, God's a lot more patient than I am. I mean, fortunately. I mean, really. Uh, I'm a very imperfect human being, but uh, it seems to me that we might be approaching that if we ripen in iniquity to the point that we cannot even have a a semblance of honorableness. Now, again, I, I left home when I was 16. I traveled this country from Florida to Alaska while I was a teenager before I went in the service and then became a missionary and then got married and had my own family, okay? But the fact of the matter is there's good people in this country. But the the senior management, if you will, the preeminent, prominent individuals in this country that seem to have the, the control of the organs of communication and and uh, somehow make prominent things, we're in a pretty dire strait if you if you tried to measure America by their program and in this national public radio thing. Is you know I, I got to tell you sometimes when I'm on the road late at night and uh, and I'm trying to stay awake I turn National Public Radio on so I can argue with it while it's playing on my on my radio so it keeps me agitated enough to say you know this is this is really what is being promoted at the highest levels this is taxpayer dollars those that are funding this are funding the disillusion of the nation and um uh, and so, yeah, that's the value I find in n p r when I'm traveling so I can stay awake and i I have to keep you know attention to making sure that uh <clears throat> I've voiced my opinion. but for them to come up with something like this truly it is it is a front and a front, not a front, but an affront it's a it's a something that's a uh, an offense, if you will to the things that, that really have made this nation and this people somewhat different from a lot of the other nations and the peoples of the world. So it's a tragic scenario, I think.
1: And some people would say we're just being negative. We need to be of good cheer. And I agree we need to be of good cheer and we need to turn people to Christ. We need to um, you know, have hope and we need to have faith and we need to encourage people. I get that and agree with that completely. But I think we also need to call out what's wrong here. Americans should absolutely be demanding you know what president trump i know you just signed this bill you know what congress i know you just you know put this bill forward but if you're going to fund national public radio who's going to promote this song called wap wap with our tax dollars, you know what you have lost your mind every one of you not only should you be arrested for signing a bill that you never read in the first place betraying us on a national security point of view uh, but in, in addition you're promoting literal pornography go read the lyrics of this song if you don't believe me folks
2: Well, there's got to have a parental guidance kind of thing. Maybe your people ought to not read it. I mean, honestly, do we have to drag ourselves through the muck every time we get a chance? I mean, I am— No, I'm saying I think
1: people should trust me and not read it. But if you don't believe me, go check it out, right? You know. But look, this is so bad that it's flat-out peddling pornography with our tax dollars.
2: Yeah. You know, you become— and you know, I've always got something to say about something. It seems like it, doesn't it? But you know, you become, at some point, so appalled, shocked, and chagrined, you become absolutely just speechless with with the uh, depravity of where we are now. And, and, and if you
1: if you understand what I'm saying, then fine. But but if you don't, then you know what? You got to learn for yourself and realize, hey, this is the kind of stuff we're facing. And if I'm going to fund this with my tax dollars. Uh, You know, I've got to speak out against it. I've got to say, guys, what are we doing? And if you think we can do this and continue down this road and not have repercussions from God, you are fooling yourself. That's all I'm going to say. I want to turn people to Christ. I want us as a people to repent. And I want the blessings of liberty to rain down upon us all, ladies and gentlemen. And it can be done peacefully if we, together, stand. God will protect us god will heal our land i have absolute confidence for dr scott bradley FreedomRisingSun.com, and sam bushman lovingliberty.net god save the republic of the united states of america